Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you? Doing well. I've got the sulfonic force in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you must be on that good stuff. <laughs> also joining us is Mr. Ampu. Sir, how are you? And to put, paraphrase the great Prince Rogers Nelson, uh, the reason why my voice is so clear is there's no smack in my brain. I am going on two weeks of sobriety from the marijuana. Oh, okay. What? What, what spawned that? Uh, I went a couple of days without smoking weed because it, it just got late in the day. I was like, nah, let me just go to bed. And then after day three, I just felt like more focus, more clarity. And I said, well, let me keep this going. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? As much as it was um, helping with my anxieties and putting me to sleep at night, I think maybe I was using it too much to mask other things. Mm -hmm. And I just was waking up better because, you know, after I smoke the weed, I get the munchies and go in the kitchen to eat every goddamn thing. Damn. And then wake up like, uh, I like, give me another hour. Give me another two hours. <laughs> I just been feeling a, a whole lot better. I ain't gonna lie. That motherfucker is feeling like a muck, but I just feel much better. I feel much okay. better. Okay. Got him feeling. I ain't gonna lie. So you were a fiend. You said you was a fiend. I ain't gonna lie. A couple times I'm passing in the direction of the dispensary. I'm like, well, you know, a couple of edibles. I like no Anthony. No, don't do it. Just go on home. Just go mm -hmm. on home. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can respect that. You know what I'm saying? Getting off the pipe, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Throw some. Joke. You know, but and the fucked up part about it is, is yes, it was a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. It's all good. The fact that you can understand your own limitations and disciplining yourself to to get off of it, that is to be respected. So definitely. Definitely. Thank be you. mad at that. Um and then also salute to uh or shout out to Q Storm who's not here today. Uh, he's busy doing his thing, so salute to him. And uh man, let's just get started with a couple of topics <clears throat> on hand. First off, man, let's talk about Kevin Samuels. Uh, rest in peace to Mr. Kevin Samuels. Um, yeah, the gentleman passed away here recently, uh, the other day is when we were recording this. And, you know, he was a, uh, I don't hesitate to call him a YouTuber, but yeah, I guess he was a YouTuber, Af African-American man. He was, uh, I think 57, 56, 56, I see 56, 57. Um, but he, uh, in a, in a short amount of time, he became a big deal, but I believe he'd been doing this for quite a while, actually. Um, uh, and he is known for um, really sharp, harsh criticisms and also uh, opinions on relationships with men and women, particularly black men and women. Uh, I think, now I'll be clear, I didn't all the way follow, like I didn't watch his videos, but I would see the clips you know, back in like maybe a year or so ago, I remember when he was really starting to bubble up. And of course, the viral clips of him uh, talking to women and like going in uh, on these women, you know, really kind of cutting them down, I guess. At least that's what it seemed like. 
uh, in terms of their appearance and their expectations and uh, relationships and things of that nature. Uh, he also has done this to men. I think that may have been what he originally started with, really just talking to men. But he became big with those clips. And, you know, for somebody like me who also, you know, uh, creates content, has been doing this type of thing. You know, I, I zero in on cats like that early when I see them come up and I'm like, oh, okay, he bubbling, you know, what is he doing? And then you kind of can see the, the trajectory of it. And in my eyes, I just saw him, I was like, wow, this is what Tommy Sotomayor, how you say his name, started this. You know, I, I always go back to Tommy. He was the first guy that I noticed, black dude, who just took this YouTube thing and he pretty much laid a blueprint of like, you know, this is how you do it. And at one time, he was the only person that was popping like that. He wasn't, and what was different, I think, with him is he wasn't known from something else or he didn't come from something else. Like there was a lot of people who came from other platforms and then use those to springboard and sort of try to do something on YouTube. He seemed like he was purely from that and became big. And then after a while, people saw what he was doing and copied that and took it to the next level, of course. And you saw many different people. A lot of the people that are kind of big today in that sort of black YouTube space, I personally think a lot of them all used to watch Tommy, whether they were fans of him or not, but were watching the get down of the process, uh, how to do the stream, you know, what is he using? How is he interacting with people? And then understanding how people would respond and how to build. And they built off of what he did. Some literally just copied what he did. And because they had better personalities or the, you know, or they may have looked better, whatever their thing was, they grew bigger. And that's how it's really supposed to be. You're always supposed to learn from what happened before. So going back to this Kevin guy, I always just saw like he is the refined version, still very controversial, but he's really just Tommy Sotomayor. It's just done in a different way, you know, as it should have been. So he's suited and booted, right? He's looking sharp. You know, he understands the lane he wants to play in, but he's using the same tactics, in my opinion. So I, when I saw him sort of blow, I was like, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah. He's, and then he took it to an even bigger level, right? Um, but the thing of question, of course, today is since this gentleman has passed, and, and I will say this too, I think it's very sad that he died. <laughs> like, uh, again, I'm speaking from a person who is not on the brunt of his commentary, uh, and I didn't follow it, so I don't know the full scope, but just as I see a, I just see a, a person who's, kind of doing something that I would like to do on a bigger level or whatever, or, you know, he's a man or something. It's scary to me. Like, God, he's not that far off of my age. I don't, you know, with the real circumstances of him dying, but it's just, it was one of those things that would scare me. Cause I'm like, damn, what if I just died all of a sudden and everybody I knew in the sort of internet world and shit, even in real life didn't know. Or, you know, or there was no goodbye. It was like, oh, shit, he just died. He, Mike's dead? You know, and then I would imagine there would be some posts like, yeah, I've been reaching. He hasn't responded. Da, da, da. Who could call his mom or who knows him good enough to, to reach out to family? Like, then, you, then it really starts to come into, well, how do we really know these people? Now, a few people have my actual phone numbers, but 
if I didn't pick up, then you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, man, that's crazy. Uh, and then there's the story of his mom came out and said she found out by seeing it on social media, which, uh, imagine if your mom found that you died from posts on social media. Like, if you could just stop yourself to think about that for a second. That's wild. Because then they call in the question, like, how connected are we to our own families that, that they really know our sort of day-to-day enough that if I went missing or, or non-responsive, how would they know? You know, would they be trying to beat your door down because you're at your house and nobody there and they're trying to beat the door in to see if you're in there? What do you call it? The wellness check or something? So all of that stuff is really sad. That's why to me, I just, I think of it that way first. It's like, God, that sucks, man. Or I guess he was found with a young lady. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the, the other, but the, the thing that's disheartening to me, may not be disheartening to you, the listener. I'm just giving my point of view is the, uh, I guess, the vitriol or I don't know if it's attacks or the criticism, whatever, speaking crazy on somebody who just died. Now, listen, people die all the time, right? People die that we don't like. But are we, I think we've gotten to a place where now because people say things that we don't like or we don't agree with and may go against what we believe into or something that gives us the pass to be i guess disrespectful uh to them as they die and what i'm trying to say is i guess i don't understand why do i'm just blanket we why do we want to stoop to the level of uh i guess disrespect and just maybe um, just the non-human decency that we would think the other person has. Like why, you know what I'm saying? Like we normally, when I say we, and I'm going to speak in, you know, in, in tribal terms, we as black people, I, I imagine back in the day, we weren't normally disrespectful to dead people. Even if we, like if it was the, uh, in the neighborhood and he was the little thug dude, or who's, oh, he was always into some shit. And you know he was a bad kid. He was from the neighborhood. He was always doing some shit. You know, he was always involved in some foolishness. And then he got killed, right? But you know his family and them live on that street or whatever. We didn't roll by that house or I don't know. Or we didn't go to the church or whatever. And the the grown, grown folks didn't. Oh, well, he wasn't shit no way. I mean, th- was that what we were? We would pay our respects to the family. True. true. Right? First, the, 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 you know, all of the chatty patty would be later. <laughs> but we were yeah, always, that is true. Yeah. you know, we would always show respect. Even we would even some of you would go to the church or whatever. Oh, they having a wake for da 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 da. Oh, yeah, he wasn't about shit. But let me go on and show some respect. Because you know, it was your, bigger, a bigger. Let me. I'm finished. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna refinish. But it was a bigger point that that just wasn't us. We didn't get down like that. We weren't. We weren't in our essence disrespectful people, and particularly disrespectful to the dead. That used to be a, just a. You automatically got respect because you died, just on a certain level. Like, you know what I mean? But then, like I said, yeah, we talk about you maybe later, but not right there at the point. So. So the whole thing I'm saying is, I don't know how we got to this point. And maybe it's because we don't personalize people anymore. 
because they're just something you see online, you don't think of them as real people. We don't have, we've turned off that sort of respect part that we had. And it's just like all, you know, doesn't matter anymore. Like he ain't real. And then the other part I'm going to throw in that to this is, is there a unconscious conscious bias and or hate to black men? Right. Is there is there a thing that we do or have in us that, there, you know, is a self, you know, hey, man, I'm yeah, hey, you know, what, what did the term uh, was it uh, not pigs in a barrel, but what is it monkeys or something? Crabs, crabs wow. in a barrel. Crabs in a barrel. <laughs> crabs in a barrel. Four hundred yeah. years, huh? Yeah, exactly. And and when I was and I was kind of talking about this on the last show when we talked about the young man who ran up on Dave Chappelle, the the beat down. You know, I was kind of like, it's a little. We get more offended if it's a black person we felt did something wrong. We'll punish you harder. And I wonder because Kevin Samuels is a black man. He's very successful. He's not put on by nobody, right? That was a big thing, too. He's not from the establishment. He's not co-signed by no only person cutting his checks is Google, whatever, to him. He the boss. He doesn't have to answer to nobody. And he made it to some degree. And he obviously has very, very influential on the culture because look how much we're talking about him, right? And he's not from the white mainstream establishment. So is there some part that some people are so mad that, oh, he actually made it and all he's doing is just talking shit. And then when you see them fall and maybe because you don't like what he was saying as well, and maybe he uh, and not maybe he was saying things that were disrespectful to certain people. So that would warrant some level of criticism, obviously. But to do that and to just have such vitriol and he's dead I guess my question is does all of this sort of play into that or is people just going to say no it's because he was rude so I'm going to be rude too okay you know so I'm just throwing these out there and pool go ahead well I wanted to give back to the, the whole respect of um, the dead back in the day because I remember uh, I was I'm going to say nine <clears throat> I was nine years old and I went to my neighbor's grandson's funeral and I'm sitting in there in the church and they're reading the obituary and they got to this line. Later, baby. Later. <laughs> Me, mm, Hilarious. He had see he had to deal with deal with some real family business. Hey, yeah, we're not yeah. mad at him. That, that's what the, the baby said. When are we going to the to the party, Daddy? I don't know what you're talking about. Now we dig it. We so dig sorry. It. No, you good. No, no need to apologize. Your boss was talking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sitting in the church, and they got to this line that said, uh, "Pale didn't get in any trouble." And I'm looking like, that nigga was a drug dealer. Them gangsters shot his ass down. What the fuck? I'm thinking in my head, like, what the fuck are they talking about? But then I'm looking at everybody crying. I'm like. Yeah, I better not say shit. <laughs> you know? but, it's just, it, but to your point, it was just like, everybody knew he was slanging drugs. Everybody knew why he got shot. And yet they're uh, lionizing him as this great kid. And if he'd only had an opportunity and yada, yada, yada. And they gave the family that moment to grieve. 
And then later we got to, okay, what's the investigation? Try to find out who <laughs> right. did this. And let's put the word on the street to get whoever we got. Oh, we can't touch them? All right, but let's catch them on his own. That type of type of injustice. But to me, because just like you, I was seeing clips of his stuff. And some of the stuff was hilarious. Most of the stuff I saw was Kevin Samuels clowning men. There was, and I, I probably there's gonna be a, this is gonna be a whole pause story. So go ahead and get. In. Uh, there was one clip that I saw where Kevin Samuels was talking to a man, and he asked the man, "You got a big dick?" And the man goes, "Well, you know, I I, I think it's all right." He's like, "Nah, nigga, you, you know, do you got a big dick? You know if you got a big, I know if I got a big dick. Do you know if you got a big dick?" He's like, "Well, I, I mean, I ain't gonna say." It. He's like, "Okay, so you broke, you ugly, and you ain't even got a big dick." To give a woman. So why the hell you think a woman should submit to your ass? And I was like, God damn. I was like, I was like, real I, was like I was like, shit, you should just hang up. <laughs> I hope you didn't give your name. So <laughs> so for me, I didn't see, I don't see all the vitriol coming from, I'm gonna say it, sorry, from the black women towards his death. The man is dead. It's like it I would say, you won. Because he, he literally cannot hurt you anymore. Does his video and audio clips live on and could possibly be shared and trigger you or cause some harm? Yes, and possibly. But I'm like, the man is dead. And I feel like he was an equal opportunity offender of men and women, black men and black women. And he did spit some real game. And when people found, like, uh, sad to say, the man was... You know, living alone, he had had a girlfriend, and it took a while, like they said, to get his next of kin. So he wasn't living the, the the life that you thought that he was trying to project. And it's like, to me, isn't isn't that someone solace enough for you? Because it's not like he died surrounded by all of his loved ones and whatnot. They had to go find him, and I'm just like. Did what he say really get get to you that bad that the the first thing is to to cast all this venom when in my opinion he was he was saying some shit that men needed to hear as well, but I will say I don't feel you completely with you know what you were saying that where's the respect to someone who just passed because I'm letting you know when Candace Owens died I ain't gonna have a goddamn nice thing to say and I'm gonna probably go online with my meal for the night Trump died. Probably the same. And there are tons and tons of others. I, I mean, I'm not going to be beating the joke like yeah, yeah. saying, ding dong, the witch is dead. But I damn sure ain't going to be like, oh, man, let's, you know, let's stall him out. Let the family grieve, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to be like, Psh. Can I ask Carmen. you why? Why, why? why would you not do that? Because me, I've seen the, the, the negative impact that these people have had, not only on the society at large, but specifically mm. black people, that I cannot muster any sympathy for their passing. None. It, and I understand not to that. cheer it on, but right. like, oh well. Uh, that's above me now. He's in God's hands. Okay. Well, I, 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 was, you know, I wanted to ask that question because you, know, you made a point to say you, you saw the negativity that that person put out in the world. And so I was going to ask you, so are you putting positivity out in the world or are you just not, are you actually just doing the same thing they did, but you're just on the other side of it? You see, because are what, 
by by putting out those posts on those dead people, does that help the world or black people or yourself for that to, to really does it help yourself? You know that, and the question is, why would it help you? Because <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> story if it does. But go ahead. That, that's, you have an absolutely good point. But I will say those posts will not in, lead to a rise in people feeling that they can uh move towards taking the rights away from black people, that they can right. shout down the advancement of mm-hmm. black people trying to, as people, as they've been saying, get our shit together, that we are not still being enslaved and then beholden to a Democratic Party because we don't uh, subscribe to the Republican conservative way of life. That when uh, you see black people trying to go for reparations, trying to get diversity and inclusion and get a seat at the table or even create their own opportunity, being shouted down by Candace Owens saying um, uh, that black people don't need a BET, black people don't need a safe space, black people don't need to create these opportunities. I, I understand. OK. Well, and then just the second part again. What does that say? If it, I see how that would benefit black people, what you just said. How does that benefit or what does that say to you about you, though? It says that I'm possibly a hypocrite, <laughs> okay. but I'll stand on that. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I'm asking. Uh, Big Sexy. Yes. Any thoughts? Well, again, you know, as you already mentioned, Mr. Samuels was, shall we say, controversial. And I did actually hear the portion that Anthony referenced about the guy you know, you got a little dick, you ain't got no money, and you're ugly. Why are you here? You know, that type of deal. But anybody, you can agree or disagree with their stance on things, but within an hour after they pass, you, you can't just start ripping people, man. That ain't cool. Because if anything, it undermines your position against that person. You know, hmm. that's not cool. Now, you, if you want to wait, you know, or requisite amount of time, you know, down the line, oh man, that guy wouldn't shit. That's fine. But after <clears throat> we just got wind that he passed and just the poison that's just coming out of people. It's like, damn. Because a lot of it, when you have so much, you start to wonder, well, was this guy right in the first place? Fuck. So it's just not cool. You know, it kind of rem- reminds me of Malcolm X. Remember there was a classic moment was it right after, is it Kennedy had gotten assassinated, I believe? Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm, mm-hmm. was, Malcolm was on his full, you know, this, the, this was the, 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 the early Malcolm before, you know, he went to Mecca. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the chickens came home to roost. He was, mm-hmm. he was that guy in the media talking wild. <clears throat> and his own organization, you know, Elijah Muhammad, understood how that looks, Right. And how that doesn't help us as a people because you're speaking in they on their medium platform or mainstream TV, and they're going to use that to show that you're uncaring, no compassion, and all the things. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, and it, and I think Malcolm realized later, like yeah, that's not that ain't the way to do it. You can't present yourself as the moral authority and somebody really speaking about injustice and you fall into the same sort of disrespect foolishness talk that you're the other side is doing right 
And that's what I, when I, so I think about it, I think, man, that, what was the lesson that we learned from Malcolm X when he said what he said? And he was able, and, you know, he had to take some correction on that from, from his higher ups and the, or from his organization, right? It's like, nah, we, they devils now, but we're not going <laughs> to think. <laughs> they were like, nah, I think Malcolm, that's not, how they don't help us? You just talking to ego and you met and you was, you know, da, 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 da. So I don't know, man, like, it's just an interesting time. Listen, people are going to do what they want to do, particularly online, because they know how it's no real accountability. So they're going to say what they want to say. But I just I, I, I just throw the question or the maybe just the pause to think. So are we just going to admit to ourselves that we realize what we're doing and the slope that we're going down, you know, and if we're OK with that, then so be it. But just like everything in life is going to be a cause and effect. The same way we're reacting to that death, the same way someone's going to react to this, how we're acting about another black person being dead. And I just find it funny. We are the ones, not, so you personally, I'm not talking about you, but we are the ones who are arguing down why we should celebrate another black death. <laughs> It's rather ironic to me, though, because I think I feel like we've been spent the last few years saying black deaths matter. You know, our lives matter. Let alone one of us do something we don't like. We'd be the first ones to throw all that out the window. We'd be the first ones, right, to be on our. Well, this is different. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. <laughs> so <laughs> when you look at it that way, if you can just look at yourself with a straight mirror and say, "Well, I'm okay with that," well, then cool. It is what it is. Don't cry later, though, because it always swings back the other way. True. So as long as you're ready to give a whooping, be ready to take one at some point. And it may not be in a way you were ready for. But I guarantee you the other side going to be able to pull this up and be, well, y'all was OK, remember? And they don't do the that's different. They just do. You're all niggers. So <laughs> I don't care about the yeah. That's why the whole like the whole respectability. You can be suited and booted, slinging your draws. You're gonna get the same treatment. So that's why I always question. Back in the day, we sort of understood that. That's why those examples of the kid acting a fool. We still had a inkling of respectability about ourselves. We're not gonna succumb to that. Even though we'll do it behind closed doors, we're not going. Yeah, let's let's hold our, the last bastion we have of something before we just totally fucking assimilate to all of the other foolishness. I just feel like we're now assimilated. We are adapted the same vitriol and hate that has been projected on us all these years. We have just remixed the fuck out of it, and we have convinced ourselves that we're righteous. And doing the same exact thing that's been done to us. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Anybody else can jump in if you have any other comment they wanna put on this. All right. All right, so switching gears, next topic. Wait, hold oh, go up. ahead. No, go ahead, man. I got some more sad news to, to uh, pass along. Uh, George Perez, he finally succumbed to his cancer. He, he's dead. George Perez, you comic book guy? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know he had, was dealing with something. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, salute to him, man. Classic comic book professional artist, writer. 
Was it was he our, was he our, our, just a writer or artist? He was both. an artist. He was an artist. Well, he was known yeah, as an artist, but he did some writing too. Right. Yes. Okay. What's his, some of his classic? Was it Teen Titans stuff or Titans, Avengers? Got great run on Avengers. You know, Avengers now is how it looks is primarily because because of two people, Neil Adams and George Perez. You know, he really did it. He did a great run on them in the seventies. Came back in the late nineties and did a, did the relaunch. Awesome, awesome artist. Did a relaunch on Wonder Woman. Mm. You know, as you said, he did Teen Titans. The guy was. Whew. He's the one that did uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Drew the, yes. all that whole oh, twelve wow. issues. He's the one they tapped to do the finally do the JLA Avengers crossover. Yes. And uh, for you MCU newbies or fanboys, he's the one who did. I believe he did the first two issues of Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, he did. Okay, man. Yeah, salute to him and his family, man. You know, and so the thing, I'm sure he did some foolish shit in his life. Do we come out and ah, just give him salute? Also, I, I forgot this and I didn't. This is another sad one. Uh, man, much respect and salute to Joel from Death Row Records. Passed away, I think, yesterday. I want to say she, she was in her 50s as well. She had just been on uh, Salute to the Art of Dialogue YouTube channel. They do re- uh, interviews. She was just on there like a few weeks ago doing another thing in interviews. Um, man, um, and I was looking on her Instagram and she had been in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Said so she had like eight pounds of liquid in her chest or something like that. And she hey, wow. they released her and she was doing doing good. It looked like she was about to start her own podcast, I see. Uh, but yeah, just died suddenly, apparently. Uh, but forever immortalized. Um, you know, she's a part of Death Row. She's on the chronic. Uh, on all the doggy style, murders the case. Uh, the, 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 you know, the woman you hear singing on all them songs, that's her. Yeah. Uh, she's on Tupac. I don't know if she was actually on All Lives and Me, but I believe now, older, I, f- I forget. She had a book out many years ago that I read. Ah, man, what a... It's a sad book to me because she went through a lot of the things that a lot of our women sometimes have to go through. Um, and it's, you know, sexual abuse and the broken relationships and just all that kind of stuff. Um, but she seemed like she was hella cool and funny as hell. But man, no denying her voice was dope to me. I love some Jewel, man. That was the epitome of death row. So salute to her. Uh, Go ahead. Sadly, I remember her most for the end of uh, Please Forgive Me. I didn't name the song. Uh, Bitches Ain't Shit. Yeah. Where she comes on singing that, ooh, I don't give a fuck. And just going on and on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she really don't give a fuck. Okay. She letting it be known. Yeah. But to be able to take that and sing it. And in my opinion, be iconic because I remember that. That's you know amazing. She had a really great voice. Yeah, man. And she, uh, she had uh, she did have that one. Uh, there could have been more, but the one I remember the most was she did the remake of Woman to Woman. Yes, and killed it. Yep. She had that song with Aaron Hall. I think it was on the Murder Is the Case soundtrack. Gonna give it to you. They should have put an album out on her. I don't. She was playing games. Um, 
I think the first thing I remember her from was on NWA. Um, I want to fuck you, whatever that's. <laughs> it was the one they kind of did. They did the Bootsy song over. But that was. Her. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd rather fuck with you. Yeah. 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 So she was with she's been with Dre for a minute. But yeah. So ah, I, 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 OK. Yeah. Here now. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, wow. It's, you know, man, we're just at the time where a lot of these people are starting to pass, man. Like, and it's, I gotta say, it's scary to me because they all, clo- you know, we're close to the same age. So I'm like, damn. And 50s are young, man. I think we grew up thinking it was old, but it's actually 50s is young, man. Like, you're supposed well, to live. <laughs> 50 year olds back then lived old. Yeah, <laughs> true. True enough. Yeah. But not today, like, man. Not yeah. today. I, I'll never forget looking. It was. Uh, Mark, you may know his name. Fred Barnett, Philadelphia Eagles. That brother was 23 years old. You swear he was 40 with five kids, the way he looked. He looked <laughs> old. <laughs> Someone yeah. put up recently, a pic, actually this week, <clears throat> a picture of Wilfred Brimley from Cocoon. When he shot Cocoon, I saw that. He was 49. I can't believe that. <laughs> <Damn>. Wow. <laughs> He looked a hard for <laughs> Technology has come along, man. Yes. The stress levels and the benefits of shit is a long way, man. Because what's somebody? I think that was Dwayne Tudor who posted that. I think yes. And he had he posted another one. It was somebody from Bernie Miller TV show or something. It was an older yes. guy, and he looked it was Abe old. Vigoda, Yes. Yeah, he looked. And was he forty nine at that point? He too? was forty nine at the when he did the Godfather. Oh my goodness! He looked like an old man. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. We thought that was supposed to be old, but now a lot of these cats running around looking like they're in their 20s or something or 30s, maybe 50 something. J Lo and Holly picture of, uh, and some other Google uh, picture of Ahmad Rashad and Bill Murray. They are the same. Oh. Age. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, well that's oh. different. Come on, brother. <laughs> You know that's that that's that uh, like melon no gene. Yes. <laughs> and he probably and he probably didn't. I mean, he was an athlete too, so he probably didn't partake in a, as many vices True. as Bill Murray did. But still, yeah. Now I wonder how old is Dennis Rodman? <laughs> that brother. Uh, he's <laughs> got to be pushing sixty. Yeah, like, he doesn't okay. look that bad. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. people got learning how to take care of themselves eating better um and learning i think the other thing is limiting the amount of sunlight as well or at least protecting yourself from it okay all right well yeah rest in peace to those people who pass man we we, we'll give you we'll give you respect now and then we'll we'll tell you apart later how about that man is that a deal that's all we can ask (laughs) is that a deal (laughs) We, yeah, now, our, our desire to tear you down. We will do it. We'll just do it later. <laughs> yeah, now's the time for not time for no. grieving, not for uh, you know letting the families do their thing. Let let that right. all get handled, and then down the line, yeah, you wouldn't shit. That's fine. Yeah. Once we get you in that ground, all bets are off. Then, then we'll jump on. I guess we'll <laughs> we'll do our version of CRT on your ass. <laughs> uh anyway. All right, here we go. Doctor Strange. The multiverse of madness. This this will be a spoiler review. So I'm just gonna say that right now. So we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Uh, starting things off, Ampu, you want to start? 
Okay, sure. Put me on the spot. <laughs> in my in my best Michael Dean voice. I love this movie. It was a <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> Sometimes it's the way you pause and say that. I love this movie. Hilarious. <laughs> I can't get it. But yeah, uh, two things. This first of all, this movie went from zero to a hundred in like the first fifteen to twenty minutes. I was it subverted my expectations. At the same token, I didn't know what the story was going to be going in, other than we were going to get uh, multiverses, and we and we had anticipated seeing alternatives of characters that we've been introduced in the MCU, and maybe even being introduced to new characters. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he did a great job as Doctor Strange. I noticed there's some that says that the MCU teams tends to lean into humor a lot. And I felt like he was able to walk that fine line of being dramatic, being sympathetic, uh, giving you those emotional beats, and of course, having those humorous uh, jokes here and there at the same time. Um, Elizabeth Olsa, <laughs> salute to her. She did the damn thing. For, for me, she carried the emotional weight of this film. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I had my Michael Dean moment in a film where there was something emotional when it came to family that brought me to tears. And it was because of the performance of Elizabeth Olsen having me understand the weight of what she was doing. And essentially, you know, spoilers, essentially, Scarlet Witch is the villain of this film. I did not see that coming. They gave that to us in the first 15 minutes of the film. And her reasoning behind it was... She had two children that she had to give up. That was a false narrative. And she was doing whatever she could to get those children, to be with those children. And over time, while you absolutely shouldn't agree with the methods of how she was trying to achieve getting back to her children, you it, it just kept getting to me that this was all because she lost her children or the children that she thought she had. So... Bravo to her. And then, of course, we got all of the, the other characters. Rachel McAdams. I think this is McAdams. She was great. Uh, I wish I... Sorry, I can't think of his the actor's name. Wong. He not only did was he there for some comic relief, but at the same time, he did was able to bring some weightiness to a lot of the proceedings that were going on. And You, you know what, real time, quick. Just, his name is Benedict Wong. That's yeah. fine. Yes, it is. Like there's two guys named Benedict, and his name literally his name is Wong. And then uh, Sam Raimi, I thought that his direction on this, he was able to really meld the uh, MCU action as well as his horror elements from what he's done in the past with the Evil Dead. You you cannot not see the influence there. And then uh, some of the darker elements of the story and the writer, which I I'll give you some time. I'm going to go on Wikipedia and find out. Whoever wrote this did a great job with this. Now, hmm. you will note that I don't name one person in particular. That's the actress that played America Chavez. I think she, uh, she, she definitely had something. She, she was able to give that fish out of the water, that spot where, you know, you want to root for her and hope she survives this. But it wasn't a performance that made me say, like, okay, She's dope. She can she can carry this forward like some of the other teen actors that they've had in uh, other films. But 
it's a like Tom Holland, like Zendaya, like even um, uh, Ned from uh, Spider Man, which you know they're playing these team roles and doing a good job. She definitely isn't didn't do that for me, but I would you know she made me care about her and me. And at the end, as Mike would call it, the Rocky Strong moment, that was the first time I teared up. <laughs> I'm not wow. gonna lie, because of when we'll get to it. But she was seemed to be accepting. Uh, what could possibly happen to her and the the look that she gave um, Strange and being like, it's okay. I was like, damn, can you imagine you spent all this time trying to run away from this person trying to kill you for your powers and you you realize the only way to, you have to sacrifice yourself in order to save everybody else. And as this teenager, just, just being able to come to acceptance of it, I was just like, God damn. Because if it was me, I'd be like, nah, nigga, you can find another way because there's got to be another one. But it really emotionally got to me that she was ready to just do it and accepted it. So for me, excellent movie. I've already, uh, it's my number two film of the year behind The Batman. And it's my number. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Behind Batman? Yes. I, I, I love The Batman. Yes. Uh. Oh, you! Hey, it's just my opinion. <laughs> okay, I have a number two because the thing is, is that I thought the Batman was easily the the best Batman film after I saw it. But then when I saw it again, I was like, Nah, I'm gonna take it down. So right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be a prisoner of the moment. I'm gonna keep it at two, and if I see it again, I might say, Okay, you know, it is number one because then because as much as as much as I really like this film, there are some flaws, and we'll get into them. Interesting. Let me ask one question, and we'll go to Big Sexy next, because <clears throat> I don't know enough about this character. American Chavez. First, and then on addressing the movie that I remember, why is she named that? America? Yeah, American Chavez. Or is that her name? Her name is America Chavez. She appears first in a miniseries called Vengeance, issue number one. From 2011, um, in the in the Marvel Comics world, she has been given an immense push. She's already had her own book. She's part of a few of the teen groups. They are definitely out front with her. I'm surprised. She's honestly. in the video game. Is that Avengers game features her like the lead character? It probably does because oh, they're does. definitely getting behind her. <laughs> No, but do, but do you know why her name is that? I was just curious why they she calls herself no, American. No, that I do not know. That's her name. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe they named it after after the actress. I don't know. After the actress, there's an actress, America Ferrara. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, go ahead. What did you think of the movie? Loved it. Loved it. As Anne said, it hit the ground running. <clears throat> You know, and one thing, <clears throat> I think it was Q who, uh, of course it was Q, who complained that the the, octop the octopus or octo-eye monster in the beginning that was chasing her, he said, well, that looks like something out of Justice League. Uh, no. Starro looked like crap. This looked great. And I've seen this comparison online, though. You're talking about Suicide Squad movies. Yeah, right? Suicide Squad, yeah. yes. And the Starro looked terrible. Well, I'm this sorry. This, I don't want to. I don't want to get sidetracked. But I thought Starro looked good. But that's neither here nor there. They were both no, big-eyed creatures. I think is the point. Starro right? was terrible. They could have done a lot better. 
And then you have so many things cooking here. You have, And again, they did not walk past the fact that Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme because Strange was gone for all that time. And so many things are happening. Now, I will admit, I'm a long-time comic reader. I've been reading books for 50 years. Damn, I'm old. And so I have a pretty thorough history of and knowledge of the Marvel Comics, you know, universe. And so I'm sitting in the, you know, movie watching things happen and all the excitement gone and here and there. And there's some people in the row where I'm at, you know, adult people. And they're just, yeah, yay. And I'm sitting there thinking, I, I'm all jaded and thinking, will you guys get a grip? Seriously. <laughs> and then we get to the, oh, wait, let me stop right there. Are we spoiling? Yes, it's a spoiler review. All right, fine. Buckle up. And then we get to the Illuminati sequence. I'm like, okay, we know what's coming here. And I see the robots look like Ultron. I'm like, okay. And here comes the shield. Oh, we have Peggy Carter. And they bring him into the room. And they're like, yeah, this is Illuminati. You need to bow down pretty much. And it was Mordo with his dreads. And we all know Mordo ain't shit. It was just a matter of time before he did what he's going to do. Hold on, hold on. Before you go in here. Uh, black folk, I need y'all to leave Tyler Perry alone with his black wigs because as we see, Marvel, MCU, ain't shit with theirs either because that was trash. <laughs> well, he's, when he's right, he's right. <laughs> but we're going to the Illuminati. We see Captain Marvel, you know, a different variation of Captain Marvel played by Monica Rambeau. Now, to me, that outfit looked like the original Captain Marvel suit from way, way back, the green and white, but just done a little differently, which was cool. And we see Black Bolt. And let me say for the record, I am not with this Black Agar Boltagon bullshit. That was Michael Bendis who started that, and I hate it. But Black Bolt was there. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, That's not old school. That's pretty recent. I'm like, okay. Okay, there, there he is. And we knew that Charlie X was going to be there. We're like, all right, here we go. And here it, here it comes. The smartest man in the universe, Reed Richards. Now, again, me being the jaded comic book you know, historian, I, I had to give it up. They said Reed Richards, and they show him, and I go right into it. <laughs> Just like that no. meme of Jonah Hilston and audience doing that, that was me. I now, gave it up. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I just want to. I, I want to hear how it went down in your theaters. In my theater, uh, Reed Richards got a. The one Shit, that popped the crowd in my in, theater. In my theater, the one that popped the crowd was Charles Xavier. Nah, Reed got the pop in my theater. I think in mine, both of them got the same equal cheer. I mean, you definitely heard it. You know, you know Charles got a pop, but see, a lot of people, myself included, knew that he was in this. I don't know if anybody knew that uh, Reed right. was in this. I had I knew because I saw a spoiler like a few days earlier. Somebody posted the pictures of it, and I was like, "God damn it!" But I still was excited when he showed. You know, I saw Reed do his thing, and I'm like, "Okay, it's on now. <laughs> Let's get this rolling." And there was so much going on. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. <clears throat> I've been questioning about near the end. When Doctor Strange had the third eye on his forehead, shout out to Prince, the third eye girl. But a lot of people don't remember that the eye of Agamotto does just that. 
it puts that eye on his forehead so he can see things on a different level. So that is not necessarily the bad strange coming back. Rachel McAdams, how you doing, baby? How about your man? You know, everything about this movie is fantastic. Um, I was surprised that Disney acknowledged the fact that America has two moms, but they acknowledge that. And I don't know. I'm going to use a current phrase that the youngins use nowadays. I'm feeling some kind of way <laughs> <laughs> about Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme because that has never happened in the books. I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's like, I don't know, because there's like, there are other mystic people out there. You know, the question that I had, and I was kind of expecting to see him, was where's Brother Voodoo? Because he's the Sorcerer Supreme now. Hmm. I'm like, where's he at? You know? Well, Go ahead. Well, I mean, they haven't introduced him. And to me, I just felt like like some people aren't cool with that. But I'm like, but yeah, Strange was gone for five years. They, there had to be a Sorcerer Supreme. And, and Again, do you, do you just give that up? Well, they didn't introduce that. And so, I mean, I, I'd be all for it, but I don't know. You know, with Wanda, there was this one scene, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but there was this one scene that was a homage to Avengers 171. The part where Strange put Wanda, put, put this hex on her, and put her in this room full of glass. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was taken directly from Avengers 171, which was a George Perez issue, by the way. And I thought, that is so cool. And... Wanda is batshit crazy. We all knew it. I mean, if you read Avengers Disassembled, that's where you see it. She is batshit crazy. And she's not done. This ain't over. We're going to see her again. We're going to see Vision. We got Kang coming up. And again, because I'm in fact a complete film Marvel snob, people were asking me at the theater, oh, did you see Morbius? No, of course not. I only watch Marvel films done by the Marvel people. None of this licensing bullshit. And this is why. This is up there with Endgame, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, you know, Infinity War. It was it was all that. I will be seeing it again. And I'll be freaking out again when I see Reed Richards walk on the screen. Even though he got handled <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was this movie was fantastic all the way around. You know, Cumberbatch is strange, is perfect casting, just like, you know, Charlie X and Iron Man. These guys are perfect for these roles. Perfect. Which oh, means right. the Fantastic Four is coming. I'm okay. wondering if he will be in that, if, if this was just a way to sort of throw him, throw that bone and say, we see y'all asking for this, but but he's going to actually be somebody different. I'm curious. Nah, it's going to be him. Because now he's already been sort of introduced, but killed to us. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I want him to be the guy, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they, they go a different direction, but we'll see. Um, my quick thoughts, well, I don't know if it'd be quick, but my thoughts on this movie, and, and it's interesting, you, I'm going to go back to what Ampu, you put this behind Batman for this year, and I'm not mad at you on that. And, and I, I am. Well, I'll say this. What I've come to realize about Marvel movies, and I love Marvel movies for the most part, uh, they're not like they're genre movies, right? 
they're a genre unto themselves. This is probably what the twenty seventh or twenty eighth movie that they've done, which is crazy if you think about it. But after twenty some odd movies, they they have their style and the way that they flow, and so. I'm not mad at them for being what they are. So I'm going to judge this movie because you brought up the Batman. I think, I think this movie and the Batman are totally different. Like the only connections that they have dudes in capes, but the flow, the feel, texture, just everything about these movies are the exact opposite. I would put the Batman in the realm, and this is going to piss off some people, in the realm of like classic quote-unquote real movies <laughs> and i would put this in real genre movies the same way i hold a difference from uh uh, uh friday the 13th movies or horror type movies different than i would hold you know uh do the right thing or malcolm x or uh, or seven or, or, or Menace of Society, you know what I mean? Or, or The Godfather. They're just two different types of genres of movies. One is a genre movie that is a very specific tropes that they have to do. And so I don't judge action movies the same way I would judge, you know, Godfather 2 or something. They're just different types. So I say, let's say this movie for a Marvel movie, I thought it was pretty good. It's not the best, in my opinion. It's still not the, you know, to, for me, the best of a Marvel movies is Infinity War Endgame. Those movies, they almost step outside of the genre of superheroes and become something else. But I thought this movie uh, was a great Marvel movie. I put it up there with like this last Spider-Man uh, movie they just had. You know, it's kind of the same type of deal. It's the same characters. They understand what they're supposed to do with these movies and they do them well. They have crowd pleasing moments. That is part of the Marvel genre. And I thought this movie had that right. The, the, the reveal of Professor X, Reed Richards and that whole thing. That was that was a thing that I think Marvel seemed to kind of start, in my opinion, when they did the Civil War movie. And it was like, OK, hit him over the head with this great, you know, crowd pleasing rah. And we've started to see that in all the movies after that. This one did it. You know, this is great. Um, I am not a super Doctor Strange fan of the character. Like, I thought the first movie was all right. I would have never thought I would go see a Doctor Strange movie, but I thought it was done well. I thought he was great in Infinity War. <laughs> right? I loved him in that. So I was ready to see some more Doctor Strange. And I think we got what we're supposed to get with this. Uh, and correct, you can correct me, Big Sexy. To me, this feels like, if I was just a nobody coming to watch these movies and didn't understand history, this feels a lot like Days of Future's past to me, it just in terms of the flow of the story kind of yeah. telling. It's the same type of deal. It's just done with different characters. The MacGuffins are slightly different, but they're the same. So I was kind of like, I already knew. I was like, okay, I, I know what story format they're doing here. Uh, and I like that. I like that out of time type of story thing. So I was like, I, I love this. This is cool. Um, he's got to jump around and stuff. So I love that type of story. So this had that to me. Um, it's funny now that I think about it. Professor X is in both of these movies, right? <laughs> uh, 
Um, I don't know. In in terms of the comics, is this story that they show us in this movie uh, a story that was in the comics, or is it pulling a lot of different stuff? It's pulling a lot of different things. Okay. I got it. I got it. That I can kind of tell then, because there seemed to be a lot of different directions they were going with this, uh, and they sort of have to all sort of come back to some point at the end. Um, like I said, I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed watching it. I loved the middle part with the Illuminati, and I knew, I was familiar. I'm very familiar with those characters, so I was really anxious to see that. And I, that could have been the movie to me. Like they could have stuck with that and had them be. A, you know, if I would have did it, the grand finale of this battle would have been all of the Illuminati would have jumped in <laughs> and they would have pulled from different multiverses and had a, I guess it would have been Secret Wars or some shit. But I understand why they probably want to save that for later. But They uh, could make a movie yeah. based off the Illuminati first standalone book. And that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That, that would be awesome. Um which I don't know. Now I feel like that maybe that's a missed opportunity that they didn't really do a whole. It is. Even if it was just a TV thing or something, they could have had that. No, no. Out. This needs to be a film <clears throat> because of the people in, that would have been involved in it. Okay. Yeah. You know, you would have had, you know, Chadwick, you would have had Downey. Yeah. This would have been huge. Um, come Real quick, and I'm just going to throw some of my things that I noticed about this movie, uh, some complaints or not. Again, like I said, Days of Futures Past. Um, it, they made me wonder where the vision was because I was like, Agreed. he's such yeah. a big character in the Wanda story and he's always with her every time we've always seen him. We've never where saw them not go? together. Where did he go at the end Didn't of he Wanda? turn he into just, a white version? Well, no, yeah, they bleached him, yeah. No, um, my understanding was they deconstructed him and then yeah. they put him back together at, with the white version and the white yeah. version went into that town and fought Wanda's created original version and there was some type of sinking where I believe the white version got the uh, the memories or of the original vision and then he just flew off. Yeah, so I was kind of wondering like, does he not think this would warrant him coming back? <laughs> what else is he supposed to be doing? So, And I just, again, you, you I, I felt there's a lot of bad writing in this personally just because they do convenient stuff or they just don't or they just omit shit that would break the story so i was wondering where he was i kind of was expecting to see the watcher he had been introduced in uh the what if we see what yeah. if characters in this movie and so i would i was like man if this movie would have had the watcher come what nope. are you doing I was like, ah! nope 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 what if you know as the series and the and as the various volumes of the book we're always, you know, the Watcher saying, well, what if this happens here? What has happened there? But the thing is, Watcher has not been properly introduced because we don't see the Fantastic Four. The Watcher Once has been properly the... introduced. He's in the What Where? If series. He was nah. in the... No, no, no. Nah. Wait, 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 wait. You can't have Carter, Lady Carter in this, and that's not about they're not properly introduced. She's from and, that show. And, and the, the Watcher was Dr. in Strange. every... Yeah, Evil Doc Strange in every episode was the Watcher. <laughs> Doesn't he join the fight? Toward, in that series, he starts getting involved in shit. So I don't see why they... He, he seemed like it's an old mission that he's not there. Like They made a big point to show him and gave him a whole series. Then they pull pieces from that series to put in this movie, but they don't put him in it. I just thought that was... It's an old mission. Yeah, you know, I think 
you know, you guys are both right because you know those characters were introduced into the MCU through the What If series. Yeah. But the Watcher needs to be introduced properly in Fantastic Four when they do Silver Surfer. Period. Well, hopefully, but again, he's already been introduced. They gave him a whole TV series. So for people who watch this MCU, they already know who he is. They, they gave you a whole TV series. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He's already been <clears throat> properly introduced. Maybe not comic book historian terms, but in terms of this MCU, he's already been properly introduced. In my and opinion. the fact that they had him running, running from Ultron, like, what? That's no. what I'm saying. Like he's already I mean, he's uh, not just on. a person that stands on the sidelines either. He's an active participant now. I mean, I don't want us to get sidetracked, but I mean, come on, Ultron with the Infinity Gauntlet that's able to break through the multiverse—that's worth running from. So wouldn't this be even worth running to? Because she's breaking through multiverses yeah. and destroying yeah, exactly. them. Yeah, the, the Watcher could have just picked her up, put her, deposited her on Pluto, and she'd have froze to death because she still needs to breathe. Interesting. Well, we get to stuff like that. Oh, so the other thing was um, just some of the characters and how they were treated. Um, Wanda character, I'm not going to complain about that because I under people have given me reasons why she is super strong, and and I I agree they laid those out, so I understand that. The thing though, it was when they get to the Illuminati battle, and we've already seen Wanda take out all those sorcerers with the Doctor Strange people and all that. We've seen her take on Thanos, other movies. When she gets to this, Black Bolt, they they demonstrated to us Black Bolt's power by showing him take out the evil Doctor Strange, whatever. And then when he confronts Wanda, she simply pulls Agent Smith from the Matrix and takes his mouth away, right? Which I was like, oh, shit. You know, I was watching the movie. Oh, and then his head blew up. That was crazy. But then I'm like, okay, at this point, these motherfuckers is done. Because she can do anything she wants, right? So why was there back and forth with the Captain America character, uh, why any of them wasn't? Why wouldn't she just take away a person's eyes or head or something? Like why, why go back and forth? And th- the writing dictates that she's all powerful at this point, but then has her in a battle. That I didn't okay. understand. Go ahead. I can I can answer that. Let us go back to the comic book Secret Wars. At the end, in issues eleven and twelve. Dr. Doom took the power of the Beyonder and wiped everybody out except Captain America. Because Captain America will not stop. If you look at the Infinity Gauntlet book, Thanos laid waste to everybody except Captain America because he's not going to stop. In the end game, last one standing, Captain America. So Miss Carter is in that type of role. That's the last one. She that's the last one you have to deal with because she ain't. She's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but she dealt with her. Well, the comic book references. They're they're all immensely overpowering against Cap. He's still, you know, they still like. Okay, he's still here. Let me get rid of this guy because people apparently because he's not super powered. You know, they don't give him that attention until he comes back and kicks him in the nuts. It's like let me get rid of this guy now. But that doesn't explain the other heroes. Mark, you you my you my brother. And those comic but, book references mean nothing to her movie goer. Yeah, right? But stop it. Stop it. Okay. For me, that scene 
reminded me of the scene in Deadpool when X-Force got taken out. That's what that reminded me of. Uh, I thought it was kind of powerful when uh, when Black Bolt got killed that way, but a part of me was just like, why did this motherfucker scream? He knows what this shit can do. Like, why is he screaming? And then the other, for me, that whole scene, I'm like, this is the Illuminati. And then you had Captain Marvel saying, we can handle that witch. And I'm like, really? Because y'all sure didn't seem like I put on much of a fight. You got Black Bolt, who is probably, what, top five in Marvel, right? As far as his power set and being able to, to, to ratchet. He could go toe-to-toe with the Hulk. May not win, but he can go toe-to-toe. And I'm like, okay, we about to get a battle. And then you get him screaming and blowing his own head out. And then you get Reed Richards, which... I'm sorry. Yeah, make that make sense to me. I don't give a damn about how smart Reed Richards is. Reed Richards was not going to do shit to the Scarlet Witch. Plain and simple. Not on his own. Maybe he should have loaded up some ultimate nullifier suit or some shit. But him standing there putting his hand out, I was like, I just was like, nigga, please. (laughs) That's what I didn't understand. And I don't know if they... You know, the movie doesn't explain these characters to us. So they're, they're assuming as a movie goer, you know something about these right. characters, right? But yeah. isn't the whole... So is the whole point that we're just supposed to understand that Reed Richards is just a guy that stretches or that we're supposed to understand he's the smartest guy, if not the world, in the universe or something. So would he, if he is the smartest guy, then would he just stand there and try to... He, in all of his wisdom, he realized reasoning with her was the only possible plan here it just didn't make sense but to be and mark back me up doesn't reed have a little bit of hubris to himself that he think that he can solve any situation for me i (laughs) now this is this is my dude bro because uh conspiracy dude bro theory here i saw that scene as we gonna give the women a shine because first of all if you look at the illuminati what the fuck was captain carter doing there are you, are you saying this is the filmmaker's point of view? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking, no, the dude, no, the dude bros, the dude bros that are going to be mad that saw this is like, oh man, there's just some woke bullshit inclusive, da, 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 da. Because I'm looking at it, what the hell is Captain Carter doing there? Seriously. If you, and I, and I even said, if you're going to go Captain Carter, why don't you give us Chris Evans, Captain America? Why don't you give us Robbie Downey Jr. Iron Man if you're not going to give us Tom Cruise Iron Man like people were speculating? And then the other thing was, what the fuck was Captain Marvel uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, doing that. Now, my assumption was is that she was imbued with the Infinity powers, like um, uh, six one six, and you know that one got a small little clap too when they said six one six, cap MCU Captain Marvel. But I was just like, what are they those two doing there? And then when it comes down to the fight confrontation, who gets taken out? Here's my dude, bro. The men rather easily. Who actually gets an opportunity to put in some work? The women, Captain Carter and Captain Marvel. So I, I saw that as this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to show. Because I'm looking at, I, I can I can fully see Captain Marvel giving Scarlet Witch a fight. Because as we saw, the only who were the only two that was able to give Thanos a challenge? Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel. But Captain Carter... I was like, fuck out of here. That's got, that had to be fan service because of the character 
uh, who plays Peggy Carter and having her there. And then at the same time, uh, doing something to show the women putting in some work, which they were, they did. They, they eventually got taken out, but they put in the work far more than Charles Xavier. <laughs> <sighs> make that make sense. How, uh, well, uh, Black Professor Bones X and Reed Richards. Come on, let's talk about <laughs> Professor X, man. To me, I thought the way they handled him was some bullshit. I kind of agree. There's no I, way he he would have. I was expecting there was going to be the big finale between him and Wanda going back and forth with all of the mind shit. She just walked up on him and snapped his neck. Truth That's is, in his realm, ain't it? That's where he gets down. To be fair, she didn't just walk up on him, but you know, she she did do something, some uh, was no distraction, fight. and got to him. Yeah, yeah. You have Miss Carter and Miss Rambo in the Illuminati in eight three eight because you can't use Namor and you can't use Iron Man. That's fine. And also, wait, wait hold mind, up, hold up. I'm sorry, hold up. You said you can't use Iron Man. Iron Man's dead. No, not that universe is Iron Man, as far we as we know. Be, we don't know. Exactly. We but, do not know. But in theory, they could have had an Iron Man still alive. This is they the could have writer's had choice, right? Iron Man. Yeah, it was writer's yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, just couldn't afford it. <laughs> they couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they need. It's, it's a business. <laughs> and again, you know, all these multiverses, they do have differences. You know, we don't know if 838 Charlie is as. Hardcore is 616 Charlie. We don't know. We don't know. But again, I still think I'm looking at it right in front of me. They need to do a proper Illuminati in the 616. I don't know how they're going to do it without uh, T'Challa, but they need to do it. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's the, the Professor X thing, that, that to me, as much, I mean, that's a character um, in terms of movies that's been so consistent. You know, he's been in so many of these Marvel movies, of course, the X-Men stuff. And now this is his first appearance in the MCU. I just felt like they kind of, you know, as I think about this, some of this reminds me of the way I felt about The Force Awakens after a while. Like, you have some of these classic characters you can play with, and I don't think they really nailed the opportunities that these characters provide. Like to me, like I said, you have Professor X in this movie and you can play with him. Why not? Why not show him? You know what I mean? Why take him out so quickly like that? Where you don't even So really I said it was to... X-Force. It was X-Force. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Why why not give them an opportunity to fight as a team so we can see this is why we go to see this is why I go to see these movies. I want to see it, man. I want to see all the toy characters and have them mash up and get it in. This was just like eliminate these this was like Luke Skywalker throwing that lightsaber behind us, like ah, fuck it, you know, I'm, ah, I'm over this, you know what I mean? It's like almost like the smarter than the audience, or you're not gonna get this, or or Han Solo, Leia, and Luke never being on screen together, you know, running down the corridor in an adventure, like we should have gotten those. That's how I kind of saw this. I was like, man, we, yeah, yeah, why, why even even induce Reed Richards if he's not gonna do shit? Like, why even show it then? You missed an opportunity. And this is Marvel where normally, 
the crowd pleasing is to be the same way. Why have Captain America in the movie with the Thor hammer and not have him get down? True. Right? That was the that made the movie. When he caught that bitch, if they would have just had him look at it and say, nah, I don't need it. And then picked up his shield, we'd have been like, oh, what? That's what they did to this. So that's kind of some of my disappointment with this stuff right here. It was I absolutely agree. I think that they went for the the, the horror shock moment because Black Bolt versus Scarlet Witch should have been a nice epic fight. Even if even if the the ending was uh inevitable, give us that fight. I mean, you did it with Thanos in Endgame. You did it with Thanos in Infinity War. You did it with with the airplane uh, airport scene in Civil War. Like like again, why why introduce these characters to kill them in my opinion so easily? And, and very anticlimactic. All right, yeah. And, and another question I had, I, I didn't really um, think they did the Mordo dude uh, good either. Because my first question is, where was the, I guess, the real Mordo? I don't think they ever showed him in the movie, did they? <clears throat> where was the ancient one? That's what I want to know. Well, that's a good one. I would have preferred. But didn't the last Doctor Strange movie set up that Mordo was coming for his ass? Yeah, well, we, we knew, never. We they never. Coming. They never showed him. Actually, they showed us the mortal from a different universe. But where's the guy who the last movie told us possibly could be the bad guy? Like he's never shown in this movie at all. I just thought that was weird. I, I and I thought maybe this mortal was going to team up with that dude. Or I, I, again, I was like, why are they just throwing him to the side? And then that when he does confront the mortal and this, he's still alive, right? Like they just and then he's never seen again unless I missed it or something. It's like they just conveniently left him out. Like that's why I said some of the writing here. That this is what makes me think that this movie was probably edited down from something else. Because again, how could you have major characters that just seem to disappear? It's not even addressed. It, it just seems odd to me. Like he's a he's not a sideline character. He was the main. Wasn't he like a big character in the last movie? And they they built him up like he yeah, was going to be yeah. the baddie of this movie. <laughs> Um, what other thing real quick I'll let you go um, and then the other part again I'm not necessarily mad at it but it's the same shit people will call out for other movies this movie had a, a Martha moment you know <laughs> as big and bad uh, as Wanda was and she at the point where she doesn't give a fuck about nothing she's killing people da, da, da. when she sees her kids she has her Martha moment right then she realized oh I'm the bad guy I'm the problem and then she, you know, mm. turns around. It's an emotional thing. It's the emotional plot de- device trope, which is what the Martha moment was. And this is the same one. These are overly strong characters who, you know, if you had to be smart to write it, you'd have to come up with a way to how do you get around them being all powerful to a degree? You can't. So I'm going to throw an emotional. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Man, technical difficulties. My computer or my laptop I didn't realize that it wasn't plugged in, so I just drained it out. I don't think I've ever done that since we've been doing this show. So that's, you know, shit happens. Um, but we were talking about Doctor Strange, and I think I was talking about Martha Moment. But yeah, I was just saying it was a little, not convenient, but I understood what it was in terms of Martha's change. And yes, American Chavez, uh, her turn to me was a rocky moment, you know. But it's cool. Again, I accept that. And this is the type of thing that you do in these movies. 
Um, it just, the only thing I would say, and, and I sound like I'm complaining about this movie. I'm not. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's just that there was a lot of convenient sort of things like, okay, now she realizes she has a super punch when she really needs it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. You know, uh, the book of whatever, I guess, can do whatever you want it to do. <laughs> that book can give you a win. You just got to find it. It's like, okay, I understand that. That's, well, we see she, that in a lot of stories. He still took it out. Yeah, but then don't they have it at the end of the movie or something like that? Then that lady came when she came through that portal or something. Did she have the book? I'm trying to remember. I don't recall. I don't recall seeing that. But but let's go to the um, the after credit well, stuff. Well, I'm sorry. Hold oh, on. Before you go there, because yeah. uh, I mentioned I got emotional uh, yes. and had my Michael Dean moment. So the first one was when um, America was laying on that slab, and she kind of looked at Strange and was just like, "You're gonna have to take my powers." And she was like, do it. And the fact that she just knew, like, there's no avoiding this. I'm going to have to die. That's the only way to save the planet. That kind of got to me because I'm just like, as a kid, to have to have that level of maturity and just to, to come to that realization and acceptance of, I got to die. I don't know why, but it got to me. And then looking at Strange, kind of like, damn, I got to kill this kid to save the, to save the multiverse. And then the second one, even though you don't like the Martha moment, I did. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said I understand oh, what it was. Oh, you called out the Martha. I just said it was a Martha moment. When she, uh, she's like, I'm going to give you what you want. And she punched a hole and brought Wanda to the the uh, the universe where there were those kids. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, shit. She's going to get her kids. And then I realized where she brought her to. She brought her to the universe where she had um, entered into that woman's uh, mind. And like, okay, they got a mother, but I'm going to take the kids. And I just was like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck is about to pop off? And when I saw those kids, like, run from her, and then when she attacked the, uh, the, the eight, whatever, the 800 Wanda, and she was like, come to me. And they were like, there was this cowering fear. It just really emotionally got to me because I just thought to myself, like, if I was Wanda and I have three kids and my kids were gone, I'm like, what would I do? To get them back, to have them back, to have them. And then to finally, like, like uh, America said, I'm giving you what you want. And she was like, I'm going to have my kids. And they rejected her and had wanted nothing to do with her and was scared of her. I'm like, I couldn't handle that. And I, I started tearing up like I cannot handle seeing the look in my kids, eyes, especially Mia, uh, my birth child. And she's cowering in fear and wants nothing to do with me and wants to run away from me and calling for, because uh, believe me, like, ain't gonna be no stepdaddies. And you ain't calling, I'm saying now, you ain't never calling another man daddy, but to actually be another no, daddy is me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there actually, wow. it actually is another daddy. No tattoo. And they want nothing for me. That, that, that almost, I said, that would break me. And I started crying, like, and feeling like, fuck. You got to feel like shit, Wanda. Do you? Because I know I was feeling like shit for you. And to me, I, I, and I understand it was that, that nobody can stop her but herself. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, it, I think it really told a great story. And even further, it's like Wanda has been through some shit. We saw in the WandaVision that she watched her parents get killed in front of her. 
Then she got experimented on by Hydra to amplify her powers mm-hmm. that they didn't know mm-hmm. with the Infinity Stone. So she went through that trauma. Then she watched her, she watched her brother, not her brother, but her twin brother get killed in front of her. Then she starts dating Vision, and in order to save the universe, she has to destroy him, only for Thanos to show up and turn back time and like, yeah, you didn't do it, and then gets to watch him get killed a second time by Thanos. Then she has this whole thing where she gets whole, she loses, she has a psychotic episode and creates this whole world, including children, and then finally realizes this is not real, and now those children are gone, and she loses that again. So I'm just like, and not to mention she broke into that the, what the sword lab and saw the person that she loved being totally deconstructed. Shout out to Afroner, and. That, I'm just like, can you imagine that level of trauma right. again and again and again and again and again? And then, you know, she broke bad. She was corrupted by the, what, the the dark home. So, yes, she was doing this evil, but it was twofold. Psychotic breakdown and playing with things she has no capability of handling. And then she gets to this last um, trauma. The kids that she wants don't want her. I just was like, fuck. See, the way you just, yeah, the way you just outlined her whole character throughout the MCU, it's very interesting because what happened to her at the end of this? We presume she decided to sacrifice herself and destroy the dark home and taking herself with it. Again, presume. There was that flash of red. And like they said, if you don't see a body, it may not be dead. Let me throw a couple things at what you just said. Great, great analysis. The kids being fearful of the parents of who they are ties for me it's the same thing like what we were talking on a previous topic when you become when you allow yourself to become all those things that you were against and then your rationalization as well you know that's what they did uh, I'm gonna show them the same level of disrespect so she became the killer and all that shit she had been fighting before. But then well, that's why I asked the question, but how does that personally serve you? So your own people going to be afraid of you because now you are just as disrespectful and foolish as those people you think you were going against. And look how her family, her kids scoured at who she was being. And she thought she was in the right. She argued yeah. with you that she was in the right. But her own people, that the people who had mattered to her on a personal level, they don't like that. They just, that's not who you are. So to me, that's, just, that's, so that's interesting. That's how I see that in the way you were, that, my frame of what you're saying. That's how I see her character. But the point of the other thing is, it's interesting how Marvel has treated this character throughout yeah. all these movies, right? Yes. She's always been a side character that I guess should be dealing with some type of trauma of some sort. And she's always, to some level, getting the short end of the stick of it. But she's gone through more trauma than any, probably any other character in this MCU, which is very interesting to think about. And then they, to the point where they have, have made her into the ultimate killer, the most brutal killer you've ever seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And she didn't win in the end. Right. I almost feel like they're trying, at some levels, they're sort of... Uh, and I'd say they, Marvel sometimes does the pat, pat me on the back wokeness type of style. Like they make it so that you 
they, they make sure you see them doing these diversity changes. They're not subtle about it at all, right? They, they put it in your face. But I almost think they're not really fully looking at what they're subconsciously doing to these characters. I don't know if they subconsciously realize what they've done to Wanda throughout all of these movies. <laughs> and she's a villain. Like, she done went through so much problems. Her, her brain is messed up, and she's still the villain of all of this stuff. Like, that's an interesting way that they framed the Scarlet. And I don't, maybe that's the comics, but it's interesting that she's been in a lot of these movies, but she's always, she's, you know what Conspiracy Brother was like? She is actually the, the, the victim all the time. Like, if she was black, they probably would never treat her like that. Because somebody would realize, yeah, man, we're making the black character the damn villain, the whole fucking, like, we're taking every, we're giving her the hardest low, hardest hits. You kill her lover, you kill her parents, you did it. You know, now you take your kids away from her. Now, it's just, it's interesting that they've done this character this way. I never really thought about it on that level. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say on that? Guess not. <laughs> um what else was like we're gonna add wait so this. sorry what, what was that question again i had well had, i was just saying i was just an interesting way of looking at martha not martha but uh scarlet witch through the course of these movies and i can't take credit for this last part but they mentioned that who who was the only one who saw her humanity and showed sympathy it was another wanda because they set up in the early at the beginning of the uh, movie that your dreams are actually you um, mm. s- somewhat sleepwalking and s- seeing which your um, other other universe herself mm. is living. So she had that sympathy for her because she saw everything that she went through. That's another. Th- OK, yes, that's a great point. That's the other thing. Dr. Strange brings this up earlier in the movie. Like, so what are you going to do with the, the Wanda from the universe of the kids you take? Like he already asked that sort of question that you're going to have to deal with that. So are you going to rationalize it again? You're going to rationalize it to the point where you take your own, like you're taking these kids from somebody and these kids are going to just forget. They're supposed to think that you're the same person. Now here's if, if, if they was going to, if Marvel was going to step outside, I know if it was, Oh, this is a horror movie. I would argue if Marvel really wanted to step outside and do something shocking, I would have took that story idea, but put that on America Chavez. So when she's just doing all that jumping around, I would have gave her character the point that she comes to the universe where her mothers were, but they were Ooh. frightened of her because Ooh. they've been through all this. They've who knows how long they've been in going in this other world and maybe now they met her. Well, there was another, another her, but maybe they're so scared now they would not want to be around her because this kind of thing would happen and how that her character would have to either sacrifice herself or sacrifice everything she's been sort of trying to do to find her mother and give that up and just be a hero to everybody else. And that would be like her origin thing. Mm. But I think that would have hit a lot more harder because we've already seen Wanda go through so much other shit already. <laughs> to see this character then it would have made this character be like oh now i know why she's gotta fight and why she'll be in another movie because this is her duty now she's sacrificed her own mothers are terrified of who she is 
because of just her powers. It's not that she did anything wrong, but just that would be the weight of being a superhero. I, I thought that would that would be like a headbuster, but that would have been probably how could you do those women like that type of characters like that? I can already see again because they want to pat themselves on the back side style of diversity. I, um, they'd probably be too scared to play with those two characters like that because they would no. uh, look like we're putting them in a, in, in a bad place. Yeah. But that does, that definitely is interesting, Tate. But another flaw that I got where I'm like, wait a minute. You gave us this shit over the Illuminati fight? Mark, I need you to come on in here and help justify this. What the fuck was the music note fight about? Because that to me, it was about some bullshit. You know, that one kind of caught me off guard, too. You know, I, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, throw music notes at somebody? Really? I that's completely foreign to me. I don't know where it came from. Clearly, it was uh, something done for this film. I, w- I wonder yeah. was it a call back to something that happened earlier in the movie and it cut it out? <laughs> mm. The only way they could have saved that is if evil Doctor Strange was uh, throwing Michael Jackson music this notes. This is a business, and you ain't too far gone to see that yet. I did not mean to push that. Sorry. <laughs> but good timing good timing and the good Dr. Strange was throwing Prince music notes that would have been the only way that's the only way they could that have saved that that would have been hilarious <laughs> I actually was falling asleep at that part though I was that was just like I just was like okay I just saw there was just all these flashing lights going in between these two guys I was like alright Get on with it, man. I know y'all y'all been fighting these magical battles the whole goddamn movie. Like I was a little taken out at that part, but it is what it is. Uh, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I like it. And then lastly, uh we gotta we gotta head we gotta go ahead and put it out there. Uh I think you, you mentioned it. You said Doctor Strange got curved in every universe. Yeah, man. Final curve. Of all of his training and studying there you mean to tell me there's no spell they could teach us in game or like something like every universe you ain't smashing like that should just tell him this ain't it play you don't you know go get somebody else man because if every captain or i mean every dr strange didn't get in them draws like well, no, no, they, they, they did hook up you just couldn't keep her well you couldn't steal the yeah. deal you could you know yeah. at the end of the day she went she was somebody better. Now, I, I forgot to mention, uh, when I went to go see this movie, and I kind of hate this, but I knew it was going to be a lot of people there, so there was people were sitting next to me. And it was a brother sitting next to me, actually. And the, the, earlier on in the movie, there's a wedding scene, and Doctor Strange goes to the wedding. And What's the young lady's name in the movie? Uh, I don't even know her. In fact, I don't even know her. Can I think of it? Catherine? Christine. 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 Rachel Adams. She's wow. getting married to somebody. And they briefly show the husband. It was a black man. <laughs> and just for me, I had to chuckle. I just thought that was, I was like, ha, ha. And even the brother next to me is like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, I know you tight, Dr. Strange. I know you tight. But, but I just thought that was funny. But it was cool. Again, it was a pat me on the back. See, we show all kind. But I thought that was kind of funny. All it was tight was cute. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, hey man, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. 
It's good. I, what's what's next? I, what what is next for Marvel? Do we know? Fantastic Four. Actually, no. What's next is um Thor. Oh, that's in, right. In July. Right. That's right. That's right. With the what's old girl? She's like the female Jane Thor. Jane Foster Thor. Jane Foster. Okay. Yeah. I hope it's good. It looks like it's more of the last one, which was good, I guess. So. We see Thor getting back in shape and get rid of this Lebowski Thor, who I hated. Mm-hmm. Hated mm-hmm. that. And the Guardians are going to be in it. And I just saw today that they actually finished filming Guardians 3 today. Oh, interesting. Wow. So that's coming too. And that's with, uh, they brought Homeboy back. What's his name? The director? James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. Yep, yep. Now, I just took a quick glance at Illuminati. <clears throat> If they do Illuminati in the MCU, they have to do a lot of changing to it. Just from a timeline standpoint. And you can't, or you can, but there's really no way to do the Illuminati like you did in the book without Namor. He's got to be involved. Well, I mean, there's, they're saying, the reports are saying Namor is going to be in Black Panther 2. We're going to, we're going to get Reed Richards. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Charles Xavier is definitely coming, so that's that's that one. I don't know about Black Bolt, but I think that there probably will be some that are. Oh man, that's right. That Black Bolt was terrible. But I mean, yeah, we're not going to we talk seen, about that Black Bolt. <laughs> but I, I, I think they're probably are saying, nah, that has not, the television shows have nothing. That, to do that didn't with happen. Movie. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Black Bolt. I'm trying to remember who else was in the Illuminati. I mean, Tony Stark, no, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that does kind of suck, but you know, you can get Star- around Black Charlie. Panther. You know, we already saw Monica Rambo as one of the Illuminati. You know, in her Captain Marvel, right? Guy. You get Doctor Strange, of course. Yeah, Strange. So yeah, I mean, you got you have enough people to do the Illuminati in the, the this MCU. Then they're gonna. I think they'll probably change it, and instead of the Kree Scroll War being the reason they get together, it'll be Thanos. And his deal. Or it could be. Remember, there's a television show coming out next year, The Secret Invasion. Could be that. And Nick's, Nick Fury could be a member. I, I would be shocked if they even do the Illuminati after this. I feel like they just wasted it. Like, you wouldn't even go back to it. I disagree. They disagree. Mm. Good point. Yeah. And I feel I, like they shitted on it. And it's like they again, it's an opportunity to do something great, and you kill them off. I'd be shocked if they go back to it. I'll say that much. Yeah, Wanda well, is batshit crazy and supremely powerful. Now, and again, I don't mind that they killed them off. It's just the way that they did it. Especially no, that's they, they killed off eight three eight. No one cares about that. Nah, you gotta remember there are people that aren't gonna see that whole difference thing. Eight three eight six one six MCU. They're not going to care about all that. They're just going to think the Illuminati uh, is something that was uh, a real big fan service that people were looking forward to and gone. And then it's why do we care that so, you're going to do it properly? Yeah, yeah. And then this Illuminati. You know, let's think about the characters they showed us. Peggy Carter. She was Captain America, but it was a different person. Captain Marvel. It was right. Captain Marvel, but it was a different person. Professor X. It was Professor X, 
But I assume it's to say it's Professor X from the cartoon. They X-Men? did put the music in there. <laughs> right? Or, or it's not the Professor X from the movies we've been watching. I don't, I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. It's still the same. It's not a different person, though. Reed Richards. He is not the Reed Richards we saw from the other movies. Right. Thank God. He's Which a different me, person. Well, I like the, the guy who played Reed Richards, but I think if they were trying to do that, if you're going to bring in the Fox Professor X, why not bring in the Fox Reed Richards? And I'm sure that dude would want that check. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking like, so moving forward with these characters, are they going to use the same? So we, so we said Captain America and another Illuminati. Would it be this Captain America or are they would go and get back the old one or would it be a different person again? You know, it's Captain Britain, actually. It's not Captain America. No, Captain Carter. Actually. Captain yes, Carter. No. I'm just saying yeah. that type of character. Yeah. Would they get yeah. a different person or would it be the same way with Captain Marvel? Or if it's or if it is Black Panther, would it be a different person as Black Panther? Like my thing is, is the fact that they um, I think the fa- it's going to be hard. But the fact that they had um, Captain Marvel be a character that was in the original MCU and they had Captain Carter, who was who is played by someone who's from the original MCU. That makes me think that, yeah, Krasinski is going to be Reed Richards because it's like, why would you do an alternative? But that being said, it's like, well, do you think they'll bring uh, Patrick Stewart in to play Xavier? And I'm like, I don't think so because, you know, I try to be an ageist, but I don't know if you want a guy that up in the age playing uh, this new version of the X-Men. You know, I like Patrick Stewart as much as anybody, but uh, he's too old. Yeah, it's uh, and what was the other guy's name that they, he he also played Professor X? Uh, um, uh, McAvoy. <laughs> McAvoy, yeah. Which I think he's great too. I really would like to see Fastbender and McAvoy come to the MCU. Ooh, that would and be I would still want to see, <clears throat> like you. I think like you were saying. I think I think you said it. Where it's like, no, you don't give us the RDJ Iron Man and the Captain. Uh, the Chris Evans, Captain Evans, until you get desperate. And with that, I'm like, that's probably, I still want to see um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the MCU. But to your yeah. point, you're probably like, nah, we're going to pull that out when we really need it as opposed to some quick cameo fan service. Well, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, that would be the easy hero moments of the movies when they need that. If they just, you know, it was a portal or something. American Chavez opened the portal and Chris Evans, Captain America came through. Avengers assemble. God damn it, I'm back. This audience would go nuts, right? Or if God damn it, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, or if American Chavez opened that portal and Hugh Jackman in full yellow comic accurate costume came through. Shh. Let's go, Bob. The audience would lose it, and that's what I'm saying. Those are moments they still can use those moments, but yeah, they would be ultimate. And that maybe that would be the next big movie where it's like all bets, you know, fuck it all, all bets, all bets are off. Wolvie comes in and Spidey jumps on his back, or something, you know, it'd be and Blade, you know, for me, (laughs) don't say it. It's just somebody threw the, the sunglasses and the hand caught it. 
And Wesley stepped through. Always mm. been on black. Oh, nigga. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'd be like, what? No, here's my thing. Now, there's lightning strike and we see Holly. We see who? Holly. Holly Berry at Storm. Oh. <laughs> you know what would be the shit? And this is they could have did. Ooh, see, that's why I wish. What was the brother who does the Black Panther movies? Ryan Coogler. I wish Ryan Coogler, if they just had him on the board as well. Because what if they had the Illuminati in this movie and Professor X came out, but who was pushing Professor X? It was that's Angela it. Bassett Storm. Whoa. Nigga, we would have been like, what? Angela Bassett Storm? Yes. Because everybody's been, been one been saying Angela Bassett should have Yeah, that would have been the shit. I'm like, oh, shit. So here you go, Professor. Thank you, or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, now we're just doing what if stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because people were talking about, you know, Tom Cruise uh, playing yeah, Tony yeah. Stark. I think that was real. I just don't think it didn't go through for whatever reason. Because I, I just really can't believe. I mean, no disrespect to the sister that played Monica Rambeau. I really just can't think that that's that what you wanted choice. to go with. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of see what you see. Yeah. yeah it's kinda I mean, funny. Captain Carter, she, she's been in the MCU for a while. She's kind of a fan favorite. I'm like, eh, but I get it. But Monica Rambeau, I'm like, not, no, Maria. I think she's Maria, the, the mom. I'm like, nah, nobody was dying to see that. Especially when you could have given us somebody, a representative from Wakanda. Couldn't have given us M'Baku. Exactly. That would have been like, or if he would have been Black Panther and it was M'Baku. Yeah, exactly. That would have been a headbuster. That would have been a headbuster. Yeah, but, you know, again, no disrespect to that actress. Get your money, secure your bag. But the majority of us wasn't, wasn't clamoring for that. She did the damn thing. Support not, powerful black it. women now, Aunt. <laughs> I just like <laughs> I do believe or that. If, if Letitia Wright had had her shit together, she could have been Shuri Black Panther. She would have been. Oh, that would have been a headbuster. Right. I, I do believe. And, I, and I'm not going to let me say And Thor. Say it again. You really think so? I believe we're going to see some Wakanda in Thor. Mm. Okay. Man, that'd be interesting. One of the trailers I saw. Remember, remember how they had the shield around Wakanda when. Thanos' crew showed up. Remember that mm -hmm. effect? Mm -hmm. That's in Thor. Mm. Okay. So I was like, okay. Well, that's over here. We will see. We will see. All right. Any other last uh, things on Doctor Strange? Loved it. Better than Batman. Wow. Well, I, I, to me, they're two different types of movies, so. I could see that, I suppose. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, now, in, in terms of Marvel movies, where would you put this? I'd put a top 10. Okay. And? I guess he got busy. Uh, I would put this top 10. I guess top 10, I suppose. Uh, Definitely under Infinity, Endgame, Black Panther, oh, Winter Soldier, <laughs> Guardians War. of the Galaxy, Civil War. Well, right there, you lost me. You went too far. Which Guardians, one? no. Guardians, original no. Guardians? I love them. No. Oh, man, I love no. it. Great science. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying that at all, but. Yeah. 
Yeah, my top ten way at the top, bottom of the top ten. I think about it, but well, Multiverse of Madness is in my top ten. It's number eight, ahead of Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, but behind Infinity War, Black Panther, Endgame, Civil War, No Way Home, Avengers, and Winter Soldier. Mm, Which one was No Way Home? The recent one? Yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. What? Okay. We I, I would put those back to back, though. Those, are, those very same sort of movies to me. You know, they're, but they're good movies. Well, there you go. That's a good Marvel movie. I think, I think it's definitely. What was the last true Marvel movie before the Spider Man one? Uh, Black Eternals. Oh, Eternals. Yeah, way better than Eternals. <sighs> wow, yeah, they were kind of slipping from. Eternals, Black Widow, eh. but this is a return to form. <laughs> I give them that much. This is way better than those. All right, well there you go. Doctor Strange two did his thing. Uh, just at this point, I don't even bother to look how the movies do <laughs> anymore. Like it just doesn't even matter to me personally. But uh, we'll see. I guess people will see what what the box office is. Uh, I, I I can't wait for it to hopefully it'll hit Disney Plus in the next 45, 48 days or whatever. I could definitely stand to watch it again at home for sure. I don't think I'll go to the movies to see it again, but I'll definitely watch it again. So there we are. There we are. Uh, man, before we get up out of here, anything else you guys wanted to bring to the table? Did nope. anyone watch the recent episode of Atlanta? I have not. I haven't seen this, it. This one was pretty good. Does it have the, the core cast again, or is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I might check oh, it out Oh, today. one more thing. Um, Upcoming films. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who else saw these trailers in their theater, but I saw the trailer for the new Top Gun, But and I liked it. I'll probably see it. Did they show, I like, saw... the extended view when you saw it? What extended view? I mean, how so much? So we saw, oh, like, it was like a scene. Like there was a, they bet, they bet Tom Cruise's character if he couldn't take them all down fighter pilot thing. <laughs> no, we didn't get that. Oh one. yeah, they showed us a whole ten. They seemed like ten, fifteen minutes. I gotta see Damn. that movie. It is, kind of looks incredible actually. <laughs> There's another movie called Bullet Train that I want to see. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's got my man Paperboy in it. Paperboy and Brad Pitt doing their thing. Smoking aces on the train. <laughs> Never saw smoking aces. Uh, it's, it's a cool movie. And I like the guy who plays Ari Gold, too, so I'm surprised I haven't seen that. Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> I want to see that movie, Nope. Nope. Gotta see What's that. it about? That's that Jordan Peele one. It looks like some kind of alien invasion or something. I, again, you never know what his movies are about. <laughs> but, but it looks very interesting. And the character, what's it, Kiki Palmer? It's, in one of those, there's a scene she's wearing a Prince uh, Love Sexy era shirt that you can get from the estate uh, drawn by Steve Parks. It's kind of cool. Oh, shit. He's like, yeah. I was like, nice. okay. <laughs> okay, Steve. Get your bag, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ampu. Any other things? All right. Well, I don't know if you caught oh. that message. He had to step out. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. Oh, I didn't catch that. My bad. Oh, yeah, he's back on duty. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, sorry about that. All good, all good. Well, salute to Ampu for coming through.